0: Chapter 10 of Molly the Drummer Boy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Molly the Drummer Boy by Harriet Teresa Comstock. Chapter 10 Debbie Comes into Her Own at Last. Never, while life lasted, did Debbie forget how she felt when weak from recent illness and present fear, she was shown into the presence of washington she wore for the last time her continental uniform it was mud-stained blood-stained and ragged but even so it was dear to her heart in her hand she bore dr bell's letter the contents she did not know but she trusted the man who had befriended her and she was ready to take the consequences of her wrong act tremblingly she raised her eyes to the calm clear one searching gazingly into her face you have been ill my boy yes sir your bravery is greater than your strength before i tell you what i wish to do for you in return for your services i will read the message you bring in the meantime go outside my servant will give you wine thankful for this respite debbie stumbled from the room the minutes seemed hours and the wine choked her at last the summons came with downcast head she entered the room to hear her doom washington was standing with a folded paper in his hand here is your honourable discharge from the army he said and something in the low voice caused debbie to look up a tear was glistening in the great man's eyes i have added to it a sum which will enable you to make a start in life for your bravery i honour you for your service your country thanks you and my heartfelt wish for you is that god may bless you with sons as noble as their mother may heaven's blessings go with you farewell my child it was over and with a heart bursting with gratitude and worship poor lonely debbie mason turned away to begin life a week later in the home of dr bell's mother a tall slim girl with short curls of brown framing in a strong earnest face stood listening to a dear prim little quaker woman who was divulging a wonderful plan now thee looks sweet and womanly deborah thy locks will grow and thee must try to brush out some of the curl. oh mother Laughed her son coming in the room Can you not spare the curl? Nay, son, Deborah will be a happier woman if her looks are not so unusual. And in a fortnight, thee and I will go to thy people in England, and the spirit tells me that there thee will find peace and rest. But I will come back to my own land, my own dear country. Debbie's clear voice had not been toned down as much as her appearance. I will come back to America what was all the good of of my suffering and fighting if i go away just as the glory is beginning three cheers cried the doctor deborah my son the mother broke in well deborah then you shall see your people and choose for yourself and god bless you molly rounded into perfect maidenly beauty "'Debbie saw her people, sturdy, wealthy folk they were, "'who offered her a home and place where her mother as a girl lived and loved. "'And she, in return, very tenderly told to the widowed mother "'of the boy who had died afar, the story of bravery and tragedy. "'He was your own dear cousin, child, and you took his life.' "'The words rang shrilly through the quiet room as the tale ended. "'He tried to take mine. He wounded me sorely twice.' even in her grief poor Debbie tried to defend herself as she had always done in her honest fashion and he took my father from me the black-robed figure straightened at the words and the empty arms outstretched to the shrinking girl oh my child my poor child do not look at me like that so looked your mother when we turned her from her home alas had i but clung to her i might have been spared all this the arms were no longer empty hungry starving debbie rushed to fill her mother's place there there little maid do not weep so sadly we will go to this new land together just you and i and begin once again their tears were falling more gently now try to love me dear brave child for i am very lonely try to love her why it seemed to debbie as if she had lived but for this blessed chance so they travelled to the land of debbie's birth and in a quaint old house on the outskirts of philadelphia they began life just as the troublous war ended and the young republic reared its proud head and into that happy home as soon as they could summon him came that rascal jack martin and he found there a welcome so loving and true that he disappointed all those who expected only evil of him and became gentleman jack and a good foster-son to the kindly woman who reigned so nobly o'er his life and and by-and-by when deborah's face and form had rounded into perfect maidenly beauty and the rich brown hair had grown to comely length and waviness came dr bell to tell his love and doubts "'I need your help, Deborah," he said humbly. "'I love a woman true and sweet, but I fear her. "'A warrior-maid is she, dauntless on the field of battle "'and braver than any other whom I know. "'Can I hope that in the narrowest limit of a home "'her free spirit would find space enough?' "'There were tears in Deborah's eyes as she listened. "'In a chest in the attic,' she whispered softly, "'is a tattered suit, an old drum.' And an army discharge i know a maid who when her blood runs hotly goes and kneels beside that chest when she sees the drum her heart throbs until it almost chokes her when she sees the discharge she bows her head in proud memory of one most truly to be revered and honored but when she sees the blood-stained suit her strength goes from her and she only remembers one who led her from dark to light from danger to safety deborah is my home then wide enough for my sweet soldier-maid ay tis as wide as life as deep as love and as high as heaven so hand in hand they went to tell their story to loving waiting hearts end of chapter ten end of molly the drummer boy by harriet theresa comstock